Bob McCowan, uh, John Shannon with you. I, I look forward to our uh, our daily little gathering here. You do? Uh, uh, well, yeah. And um, ninety nine times out of a hundred, we've only we have done less than two hundred of these shows. But there's very few uh, days where I don't um, get motivated by whoever we're uh, having on. And are you motivated today? I couldn't possibly be more motivated. He's really? one of my favorite guys um, ever. You know, I don't know how many phone, uh, 50,000 phone calls, 10,000 guests, probably 20,000 guests. I don't even know how many I, I've had. But this guy, um, I just, I love him. I, I, I think he's, he's the most fun guy and most interesting guy to talk to. Um, although the conversation is rarely overtly serious. <laughs> uh, he joins us uh, today, the former manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, John Gibbons, when we come back after these messages. He needs no introduction. He's the former manager of the uh, Toronto no, this, Blue Jays. Bob, Bob, Bob. What? This is one where you say, look what the cat dragged in. This is one that that's one of these ones. Well, I've used that line before with this guy. I know. John Gibbons is with us. You look beautiful, <laughs> Gibby. Thanks for dressing hey, for the show. I tell you what, when I saw you with that coat on, I thought, man, I, you know, I, I forgot just how big you were, man. I thought, you know what? Well, when you got it, use it. When you get, you're exactly right. Actually, I had, it had a uh, tank top on, so at least I upgraded from that. Oh, thank you very much. We appreciate <laughs> it greatly. Uh, how are things? You okay? Yeah. Th yeah. Things are good. Things are down, at, down here in Texas. Kind of, if you, Kind of back to normal, I guess you could say. Not, you know, not totally, but uh, things are kind of. It's been, it's been crazy. I mean, we're all around the world. You guys know that. Uh, hope you guys are doing well too. Oh, we're hanging in. We're getting there. Things are starting to open up up here. So, um, uh, one step at a time. Well, when are they going to start? Are they going to start? Are they going to play any games up there this year? Or what, what do you, what do you think? No way to know. I just heard this morning, guys, that uh, the border is going to be closed for another month at least. Yeah, to, to July twenty first. That, that the Canadian border or the, the southern border? No, the Canadian border. You're, no, parent, the southern I border. Actually, 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 hey, John, not to get too political, I don't think the southern border's ever been closed. It has. That's <laughs> my point. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, it's funny. I, 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 real quick story. I was, I, was, uh, I was watching the news this morning, and there was this commentator on there, and he said, in, uh, he said he went to a hockey tournament. His, his daughter had a hockey tournament. This is a, this is along the Canadian border, some small town. And there was this Canadian family there, and they they uh, they he was talking to them, and they say, "Well, how'd you how'd you get over here?" They go, "Well, you know, he shipped his car. Or the family, the dad shipped the car over about a month ago, and then they took a helicopter over to Niagara to get there. So I guess you could fly in, but you can't." And I'm thinking, hey, God, we got it wrong, man. Yeah. Oh, there's. There's all kinds of holes in uh, this Swiss cheese here, I can tell you. If you want to get somewhere and you absolutely have to, you can. But, right. of course, we're, we're all legal and abiding citizens, so we wouldn't know anything about that. Um, well, tell everybody what you're doing. Are you still uh, working with the minor league team? No, you know what, Bob? You know, I'm still with, I'm doing with, with the Braves. Alex over there with the Braves. And, yeah. Um, well, gosh, since the last time I talked, you know, they, they had me last year going out and doing some scouting for, you know, the, uh, some draft picks. And that lasted about a month and this, the COVID hit and they took everybody off the road. And, um, you know, this, this year I've been out a, you know, a handful of times to look at, you know, potential guys. 
So it, it's kind of, kind of like the non-essential workers, I think, which is, I'm one of them. We, I, we go out sparingly. The other guys, you know, they go, uh, you know, the regular, like the regular scouts, they're, they're out there doing their thing. So I'm kind of waiting, you know, hopefully the summer I get out and maybe see some of the minor league teams, but no, I haven't done that yet. Now you're an old school, good old boy. Uh, my kind of guy, uh, baseball guy. Um, when you go and look at a kid, are you giving it the eye test more than you're giving it the, you know, the technology stuff with the radar gun and the, and, and all the, uh, all the other nonsense? Yeah, that, that's what I'm doing. You know, they have, they have the, all the info they need and the videos and the breakdown, you know, all the, all the new, new stuff. I just go and watch the kid play and, tell, and, and you know, I, I just try to compare him to the guys I've had that have played, playing the big leagues, you know, see if I see if I see some similarities or, cause you know, I, th- I think what happens in amateur ball, you, you know, the competition is not always the best. So a kid can really stand out, but then you try to, you know, measure them up to get, you know, guys I, I saw day after day after day to kind of get a little better read. So, yeah. So either they're just trying to keep me busy. Hopefully they're listening to my advice, but uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. You know, I enjoyed it. It was fun to get, you know, I had that after I got fired, I, you know, I had that, that whole year off this and I had, didn't see any baseball and this, this year, you know, I mean, the, a little bit last year and a little bit this year. It just it's just nice to go out and see some action. So, so what do you look? What sorry, John? What do you what? Uh, is it easier to find a guy in your opinion who's a, a position player rather than a pitcher, or the other way around? Gosh, you know what, Bob? That's that's a that's a good good question. You know, uh, position players. One, one thing, you know. It's hard to hit, right? We all know. I mean, it's it's hard to find good hitters, you know. So if you got a guy that can hit, he he stands out, and you love those guys, you know, because there's not there's not a, enough of them, you know. As far as on the pitching end of it, you know, you naturally you like the good arms, you know. I, I look a little deeper in that now because where I've been is, you know, I, I think they need to be able to pitch. Obviously, you know, just you know, the game's kind of turned where they just come in and air it out now for an inning, and you know, they so they don't have to pitch. But I think in the long run, it to, for value to your team, they got to have a feel of, of pitching, right? So, but I, I say that the hitters are uh, a good hitter is so much harder to find. Um, hmm. So, so I can't, you know, I would probably lean that way. John, you know, uh, you, you, you've, I'll tell you what, uh, you, you hit a, a little bit of a chord. We had uh, Shai Davidi on, on, on Friday and, and the conversation ended up being about, uh, the future of what pitchers have to go through, and are we seeing the? Are, are we just seeing the 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 world of disposable pitchers now? You know, you guys aren't going eight nine innings anymore. Where where do you th- where do you see the future of pitchers uh, when you're scouting a guy and when you are, are you just looking for a guy to go three innings four innings every time, or are you looking trying to get a guy with a complete game? Well, you know, I, simply because of, you know where, where I'm at, my you know my age and what what I'm used to. I want a guy, you know, that, you know, they, they can, you throw them out there, you know, an official games, five innings, you got to at least be able to go five or six innings or that's, that's what you want. Those, uh, but you know, I don't, I don't, it seems like, and I've been removed now for a couple of years. It seems like the pitchers have all bought into that. Well, if I go three innings or four innings, they yank me, so be it. You know, I'm getting paid for that anyway. Uh, and, and so I think their mentality's changed, you know, when it, when it, things started changing fast uh, a few years ago, you know, they, they'd fight you on that. They resist you. Now it's almost like, okay, we understand it. Cause I think they're, you know, they're indoctrinating the kids at a, at a young age anyway. So um, it's, 
Yeah, I, th- I think baseball looks at it differently. Let's say I may, I may look at it, or, or you two may look at it because of what you know, you know, from your career. And uh, but I like to see that guy that, like we all do naturally, they, they can go six, seven, eight innings, you know, and, and uh, you don't have to worry about it because because what happens? I, I think if they if they if they're going to keep this analytics up so heavy, they're going to have to increase roster size, man. You know, because you, you know what you, what you don't get from your starting pitcher, you're you're killing your bullpen. You know, those guys, you need more and more of those guys. So maybe, okay, if that's, if that's the route you want to go, bump up your roster by two or three extra players. And, you know, then, then it may work a little bit easier, I would think. Well, the days where you could, uh, you know, you look at the the lineup and there, and Doc Halliday is, is pitching that day. Uh, managers like you could just go to sleep. I mean, you got yeah. nothing to do for the next two and a half hours because Doc's going to, going to fill the void and um, you can just, have a nap. Those days, no, right. those days yeah. are gone. Exactly. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Well, <laughs> yeah. Which is why I have such low regard for the, um, the, the skill level of managers, you know, because right. for, for all my growing up and I'm being facetious here, John, you know that, but, but, you know, we grew up in an era where if you had, if you got a stud starter on the mound that day, if you got a Nolan Ryan of a, a, a holiday, well, I mean, there's a million of them. You know, you you were pretty comfortable that your bullpen was probably going to get a rest that day. Well, your bullpen today is not getting any days off, none. Right? Yeah. So I mean, they're, they're, so it's almost like they're expendable. You know, it's a or maybe that's why they, they look they just look for the hard throwers. They don't have to have a lot of necessarily skill as as much, and it just turn them out there. Boom! Let throw, throw their one inning, get them out of there, and just you know, next, next. You know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like the way the game is now in, in, in you know, from, from that, uh, from that vantage point. Um, but you know, it's, it's not changing. It's not changing. Guys are bigger and stronger and throw harder now. And that that's really seems to be all the, uh, that's what they're looking for. Yeah. But on the other hand, they have, you know, John and I have talked about this endlessly. This whole philosophy um, came from the notion that you don't want a starting pitcher to go through a, a lineup for the third time. And I'm not questioning the, 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 the statistical merit of that. I think it's probably pretty solid. The downside, and, and they've gone out and spent millions and millions of dollars on all these exercise equipment and health stuff at all the training camps. I don't know if you've seen Dunedin since uh, you left. No. But it's... a Apparently, it's pretty spectacular what they've done there. But pitchers are getting hurt as much or worse than they ever were. The human arm is not meant to throw 98 miles an hour, 150 pitches in a day. This is an inevitability. So they're, they're, they're projecting their own demise, baseball is, I think, by doing all this stuff. Give me a guy like Ryu. Ryu's a perfect example, pitched yesterday for the Blue Jays. I don't think he threw a pitch over 92. Most of his fastballs were 89-90. He got to 100 pitchers, was on cruise control, and they just yanked him because. I mean, wouldn't you like to see us go back to that? Yeah, you know, you know about you know. I guess what bothers me is is uh, in. I don't care when you, when you're managing. You know, you're going to make mistakes. I mean, that's just part of, of it. But but it's it's okay. Let's let's say you got average Joe on the mound, right? And he, you know. And if you're just you just if you're just watching what he's doing, this may be his day. He may just be on, and you know what? And they they they, they can't do anything with him. But 
for some reason that's just his day right yep and they they he gets yanked automatically like the third time through and then maybe that's once you just maybe you you watch him and let him run as far as he can now there's your day that you give your bullpen a, a break yeah and I, i've had it happen to me many a times that you know you, you got a guy on a that's rolling it wasn't because of a uh, this was a little earlier in my career it was it had nothing to do with third time through the lineup but the guy's getting up there pitchers pitches and you look a little bit, you know, he looks a little fatigued. Maybe let's say you take him out of the game. And it's almost like you look in the, if you look in their dugout, they're going, thank you very much, man. Yeah. We, we appreciate it. And, and what happens? The game, man, the game swings. It's like the baseball guy says, screw you. You know, it's uh, but yes, yeah, so that's where I think, okay. Yeah. Numbers don't lie. Usually oh, a lot of them have trouble third time through the line. I'm okay. That's okay. We, we, we had those stats before you know before they got heavy analytics but on any given night you know the guys have that's the beauty of baseball guys have those huge nights some some sometimes for, for whatever reason you know it just happens and so maybe you let that guy roll hell he might go he might go a complete game for you now those guys down there in the bullpen are going thank you very much you know it's a, but i mean the game so i, I think you got sometimes you gotta let the game dictate your moves you know sure. how it's going in, in the you know, I, I didn't. I didn't even see the, the the World Series last that final game. But you know, buddy, Mike called me right after. I guess when they yanked Snell, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't. I don't question what anybody else does because I know I, I. I don't like that when that happened to me, and I know it's not that easy. But I, I you know, I guess he, he was he was on a roll. You know, the Dodgers weren't doing anything with it. What happens? He comes out of the game, and and, and uh, because he was coming up to the, the top guys who he had dominated all night. But, it, you know, here's your here's his last start of the year. And he's rolling. Well, I was going to say, his next start was going to be in five months. Like, yeah. what are you taking him out for? That's the biggest game of the year. I mean, your life. Yeah, I get it. You know, if he's if he, if he showing signs and he's starting to get hit around a little bit, it's okay. But, you know, are, are you going to be able to bring in anything better than that? I used to just kind of judge some of my moves. Okay, is the guy I'm bringing in better than what I got out there right now? And maybe it's not a good move. So, so John, talking about that, you got your your starter. He's gone to a point now. At what point do you say to your, you know, your bench coach saying, "Listen, wouldn't it be great to be able to give our bullpen a rest? Is it isn't that important too?" Oh yeah, because because I, I get you, you burn through those guys too uh, early in the year. You know, when you need them late, they're they're done. You know, but uh, but I think maybe you know the thinking nowadays. You know, you, you just you just assign as many guys as you can, you know, and you just, when you need them, you just grab them and, and uh, hope you have enough. Now you were a catcher. Um, I'm intrigued by when, like when you were managing, when you were in the dugout, uh, did you go to your catcher on any kind of a regular basis? You know, um, when your team was hitting and say, you know, how, how does he look? He looks okay from here, but what do you see? That's exactly right, Bob. Yeah, you know, I used to do it. Well, well, definitely with Russell Martin. You know, Russ, yeah. Russ, and I used to do that. Then it was Zani, some. You know, believe it, believe it or not. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think I think it's important. Yeah, because I'm watching from the side, and I can kind of. This is my, my opinion, anyway. And I, you know, I can kind of see what's going on a little bit. But they're they're, they're catching it head on. They they're seeing the swings up close, and the you know, the, yeah. I, I think, and you know, if you're a major league catcher, you should have a, a, a really good feel of what this guy's got. You know. Yeah. And so, so I, I put a lot of stock in that. I, I don't think that I'm not dick or turning over control to anything like that. But I think that those guys, especially if they're known for their defense and things like that, I think you're, you're smart if you, if you rely on them. 
Sorry, John, you were going to say? Well, no, it's, so you, you, were, you, you were talking about scouting. It's, it's, it's probably more important to scout hitters right now. What are you looking for when you, when you scout a hitter? Pitchers might be even more straightforward. So when you're, looking for a, when you're looking for a hitter at the plate, what are you looking for? Well, you know what? Uh, you know, that, that's where you want to, you know, guy, you know, well, the way the game is going right now, guys are just airing it out, right? You get the big, strong guys in the, and now, now you have, you, obviously some guys are better hitters than others, but I think that the hitting mentality's changed too, you know, where they, where they, you know, they, everybody wants to see the long ball, right? And they get paid for that. Um, uh, all I remember 2015, I thought we were going to win the World Series. We got knocked out by the Kansas City Royals, who put the ball in play. They built their team around their stadium, and, and that you know they, they weren't going to they were going to they were going to win every close game because they had t- good team speed, and they were going to put the ball in play, make you make you make the plays right. And that beat us. That beat a lot of teams that year. And, and that, now now it, now it's changed a lot. So so I, I want I'm looking for the naturally the pure hitter that kind of thing, the guy that you know. Uh, can can hit the ball the other way because you know what there's a lot of value you, know, you can have all the sluggers you want but you got to still have to have guys that get on base for these guys when they do hit the home run you know they drive them in and there's something to be said about moving the baseball you know put, put a little pressure heck in in uh, we, when, in 15 when we beat the uh, we came back and, and beat the Texas Rangers down 0-2 Remember that one inning before Batista's well, fit, they they couldn't catch the ball oh, you yeah. know I mean, pressure all that okay. Well, if, if we're striking out there or what have you, you know what? They don't have to catch the ball, you know? So things happen under when you're under the gun and you got to make a play, you know? Um, so, so, so naturally, and I don't, I'm not alone in this. I'm, I'm sure you like the guys like to see, you like to see the 300 hitters, which you know, doesn't matter. You know, the, the old pure hitter that, uh, you know, when, when you get two strikes on, you know, the guy's not going to overdo it. He's, he's just, uh, you know, he's going to, he's going to make something happen. So, so when you say, look for a hitter, yeah, naturally, you, you want some guy that's got some, some kind of sock. You know, that he doesn't have to hit home runs, but he's got to be able to drive the ball in the gaps. Um, but there's 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 a, there's a definitely a place for guys that get on base, however that is, in in pure hitters, because those are the guys that score the runs. <clears throat> yeah, the the stat that everybody did, everybody in baseball today that's bought into the analytics dismisses immediately is batting average. It's, uh, it's almost like it's irrelevant. And, and the three of us are a bunch of dinosaurs. Because I'll tell you, it's one of the first things I look at. When that guy comes to the plate on TV and I'm looking at the stats in the bottom of the screen, first thing I look at is batting average. And that'll, too. that too. You, you too. Yeah, I know. And, and they, they dismiss it as fundamentally irrelevant. Yeah, and Bob, because Bob, that tells me if a guy can hit, hit or not. If a, guy, yeah. if, I, if, I, if a guy's hitting 300, you know, after – three, 400 at bats. You know what? It's not a fluke. The guy can hit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, would you have cut Rod Carew because he couldn't hit home runs? <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Exactly. What, oh, don't, hey, don't forget old Mr. Pete Rose. Pete Rose, same thing. Right. You know, he did the, these guys had hit the odd one out, but these guys were going to hit 300, 330, 350 every bleeping year. And, you know, every once in a while, somebody like Guerrero comes along who can do it all who can get you a ton of base hits hit. I think he's hitting around 340. Mm-hmm. still tied for the lead in, um, in home runs and the, in, and all world and everything else. He leads in virtually every category. Well, those guys don't come along every day. You right. can't scout that. Right. But 
the value of being on base is huge, whether it's through walks or through singles, you know. Exactly. Let's say you get a guy, you know, a guy that just came to mind just because he's not that far removed from this and all the analytics stuff. He's like Ichiro, right? Sure. Oh my yeah, gosh, he, yeah. Exactly. He just he just peppered that ball and people didn't like his necessarily like his game. But you know, you get that guy on third base less than two outs, right? Okay. A strikeout, you're you're done. You kill you it kill you. But if you put some ball in play, you know, if that guy can run it all or something, you know, there's, there's a good chance you're going to score a run, which is the name of the game is scoring runs. I, you know, I, so, uh, yeah, those guys, you know, I, I, they, it's, it's sad that they've been dismissed. Yeah, we get, I get it. You know, everybody, you know, guys that can hit the extra base hits, hit the home runs. Yeah, everybody, everybody like loves the muscle, you know. But, you know, it's like, it's like in football. If you don't have an offensive line, those guys open up, you know what, that, that running back, he's not going to get his – 150 yards a game because you know what it's like they gotta have complimentary players and everything yeah. do you ever see the game going back that way john yeah i i, I do because you know it's kind, of, it's kind of funny maybe not all the way but it's it's funny kind of, kind of here's more rumbling nowadays it seems like that uh you know uh wasn't it Manning Lee just came out recently and saying the game was tough to watch yeah you know and, and uh, you know there's there's another there's a guy that could hit home runs he, you know, he took advantage of yankee stadium but the guy was good he was a 300 hitter Yep. Right. That's what we're talking about. Sure. You know, the, the, the complete hitter. Right. And uh, yeah, I think I think people are kind of getting uh, well fed up with some of that. Now you got the thing about, you know, the uh, the stick them on the balls and things like that, that they're watching. I think I, th- I do think people, fans are frustrated with the game the way it is. Well, we all know pitchers cheat and they've cheated for as long as we uh, we've known, whether they had files in their gloves or. Uh, hairspray or uh, stickum or goop or whatever they had. Guys have been doctoring baseball since the beginning of time. This is not exactly the most interesting re- revelation in the history of baseball. Oh, pitchers are cheating? Well, of course they are. It, it's no different than, you know, the pine tar crap. Remember with, with George Brett? Right. No different than, than loading the bat drilling a hole in the end of it and putting something in there or hollowing cork. it out. Yeah. Cork putting cork in the bat. Yeah. And that, it's going to happen as long as the game is played. Okay. Guys are going to try and bend the rules. So John, you're as the old catcher. And I mean, I, I, this is not true confessions or anything, but do you ever help, help a pitcher cheat? By like, well, I've, I've heard, of, I've heard of some catchers, you know, they'll, they'll keep something on their shin guard or something like that. And they'll, or hey, you heard about, uh, I don't remember who it was, but, they like they would sharpen their, uh, you know, where the, the buckle where you connect your, you know, you take to secure, secure your shingle. Yeah. And they like cut it. They could cut it that way. And I said, yeah. I thought that was, that was pretty brilliant. But you know, uh, no, I, I personally I didn't do that. But you know what? It's when I was coming up as a player, and then in my coaching days, it was you, you knew guys. You know, it was kind of accepted part of the game because I don't, I don't think it. it uh, it, it affected too many things. You got, yeah, guys would have a little stick up to get, get better grip. Okay. I think in baseball, nobody, nobody thought anything of that. Right. Because you know, the game was play, pretty, played pretty even. You, you knew if, the, if you had a better pitcher on the mound, he's probably going to beat you. It's not like he's not going to, something's not going to give average, average Joe to turn him into Cy Young, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just kind of one of those things. Now, you know, I was just reading up a little bit on, you know, the, the stuff they're using now the, the, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, saving guys careers like and it's obvious you know they do things in front of the umpires and things like that and nobody nobody seems to care you know and maybe maybe something they're using now is, is the, because maybe that's a really effective the offenses you know because i mean it's 
you know, but it's almost like it's automatic. You know, they, they, you know, get a couple strikes and they're going to elevate the ball, right? I mean, that's just kind of what they do. And this uh, this helps, uh, you know, this this new stuff apparently is doing something better than the old stuff. I guess mm-hmm. you'd say. And it's kind of it's kind of like the, uh, the the cheating thing with the Astros, right? You know, everybody would try to steal signs. You know that. You know, if in the the way you dealt with it, if you thought so, you'd say something. You'd, the pitcher would turn around the guy on second base, or the catcher, somebody would say something to the hitter. Say, if he keeps doing that, you're gonna you're gonna get hit, right? Okay, right. that would that would usually stop it. And if it didn't stop it, somebody would get hit, and then the, the other team would do it, and it might be a brawl. And, it, and, it, and then that usually solved it. Now, now the problem is if. You end up hitting. You, you try to settle it that way. You end up hitting a guy. Now the commissioner find or suspends you, so th- so you, you can't do. I mean, the players don't police them, police themselves. So my point is, you know, with the Houston thing, yeah, naturally teams got you know. But now when you start bringing the electronics, the the cameras, and really, you know, banging on drums or whatever, now it's kind of it's kind of whether it's it's got you're going too far above beyond. It just feels like you are. So maybe you yeah. know, let's, let's tone it down. That's all. We're with John Gibbons, uh, the farm manager of the Blue Jays. So we'll take a quick break, come back with uh, more after these messages. It's Bob McCowan. It's uh, John Shannon and the uh, former manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. John Gibbons is uh, with us from Texas. You know, the other thing that drives me crazy, and again, this is three three guys of a certain age uh, reflecting back on uh, on growing up with glory baseball. days. Glory yeah, the glory days. days, that's right. <laughs> you, know, you know that's true. Um, I love it. Yeah, you know, a guy would throw a ball in the dirt, catcher would scoop it out of the dirt, throw it back to the pitcher. Balls didn't get changed unless they were hit out of play or were cut to the point where they were going to fall apart with the next hit. Now, right, right. So here's here's the thing that drives me crazy. <coughs> Excuse me. So as a former pitcher of no note. I loved it. The, the more scuffed up that baseball was, the better. I could get a better grip on it. I could throw my breaking ball better. My fastball would move better. Now, every baseball is brand spanking new. Right. And a pitcher gets a new baseball, takes a look at it, and then throws it out. Give me another new baseball. This is something I do not understand. No, can you, can you kind hey, of explain that. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it used to be economics, man. The owners say, "Hey, we're, using, we're going through too many baseballs." <laughs> you know, I can I can remember in spring training when I was with the Mets in the in the eighties. You know, they 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 one of the coaches somebody come out bitching about hey, they, we saw so and so during batting practice throwing throwing balls into the stands, or even during the season. And it's like you know because they were conscious of the amount of money they were spending. So now maybe maybe that's not a fact. I don't know. But you're, but you're right. I don't, I don't, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, it's just, just another one thing, you know, like you, you were talking about guy. Yeah. You scuff a ball, you know, if you, and if you were smart enough, you figured out how you could make a little scuff on the ball, work to your advantage, you know, uh, and, and, and you know what else I can remember when I, cause I, in 86, I was with the, the Mets in the playoffs. Right. And, you know, I wasn't on the active rock roster, but I, I caught the bullpen. So that series against the Astros, you know, that you went to, um, that, that was an 18 inning game. It was a game six. And they knew if it went to game seven, Mike Scott was pitching, right? right? And Scott back then was known for scuffing the balls. And the Mets, you know, they, they rolled out, they got a few balls that were rolled out of the game. They're all scuffed in the same spot. Okay. 
So what? Nobody did anything about it. They just, you know, it gave that guy an advantage. Nobody complained. The commissioner didn't do anything. It was just kind of an accepted part. And, and it's because, uh, you know, he was smart enough to figure out if he did something, held it, you know, or, or in, uh, so it's kind of that now it just seems like everything's so lopsided. I was reading an article. Who was, who was, the, who was the outfield? Charlie uh, for the um, the Rockies. Where's the beer? Charlie. Uh, anyway, you know, he was a good hitter. Hit a lot of home runs. Yeah. He's oh. outfielder, center fielder. And anyway, he, his article was saying now he's now he's now he swings for where he thinks the ball is going to go because the ball is doing something that they've never seen before. I'm going, right. okay. And, and I'm thinking, damn, maybe that is. Maybe there is something there. Maybe they need to tone it down a little bit or do, or do something. And you know, I, I don't know. This it's a t- it's a tough call. Well. Um, we can sit here and opine um, and endlessly, but uh, I don't think that part of the game is uh, is likely. To hey, change. Bobby, your hey, your your big sport uh, golf is the only one they can't cheat. Or get caught cheating. Yeah, no, no. oh, oh, yeah, Listen, there's, there's a lot. There's enough there. There's enough in the game. <laughs> there's a there's a code in golf that does not exist in other sports. I can assure you, <laughs> Gibbons. Um, so. Uh, as you look at the game today, is there is there a guy out there that impresses you more than anybody else? I don't know how much you've got to see Vladdy Jr. And it's really early in his career, so he doesn't have the resume that in order to put him into the you know the upper echelon. Based on what you've seen, is Trout still the best player in the game overall? Yeah, when he's health, when he's healthy, yeah, he gets well, hurt all the time too. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Pro- yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. You know, uh, you know, you, you say that. You know, when uh, in as good as Trout has always been, you know, he didn't seem to burn us as much as you know there might have been some other guys. You know, maybe because we didn't play him as often and, and all that. But yeah, as far as you know, you, naturally, I think you look at the, the future of the game, and a guy like Vlad, he comes along. You know, and, and uh, I'm just glad to see. You know what? You know, I mean, I think a lot of people run out of pay or were, were worried. What's wrong with the kid? You know, it, sometimes you just leave him alone. He's got, when you're that good. Because if he, if he, if Vladdy didn't make it right, 100% of baseball was wrong. That that mm-hmm. doesn't normally happen, you know. But sometimes we get caught up too, and we try to we try to help him do this or that with with, with a really good ones. You throw them out there, you know, when you're rebuilding, say go get him, kid. You know, you naturally you help him, you do your drills, whatever, whatever makes the guy tick. But it does it does take a little bit of time, you know. And, and uh, you, sometimes you got to just stay out of the kid's head, man. So, you know, some kids keep it simpler, and you know they're really good. <laughs> So how do you see, feel, sorry, John, go ahead. No, no, you no, go, go, Bob. Well, how do you feel about the notion of bringing a kid up too soon? Um, and I know it wasn't necessarily part of your mandate as manager to make that decision. That's the front office most of the time. But I'm sure you were involved in those conversations. If you've got, like Manoa, the, you know, the kid that the Blue Jays have brought up and has done a pretty decent job. He's 22 years old, had like 35 or 40 innings pitching at triple a, you know, by all accounts, wasn't ready. It was kind of a desperation move that may have worked out. Vladdy was here when he was what, 18, 19 years old, you know, expedited through the system justifiably, I guess. But do you believe in the, you got to stay in the, in the minors for four or five years at least, or do you think there are plenty of exceptions out there? Yeah, Bob, I think there's exceptions to everything, you know, and, and, uh, you know, you look at like guy like Vladdy, you know, he, 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 I mean, he's just dominating where he's at. Right. And, you know, it depends on that, you know, 
where your team's at too, right? You know, when the uh, sure. glad he was double A and get triple A, you know, we, we, you know, we turned to crap, you know, when I was there. And so there was no need, you know, why take a chance? Now I will say this, I'm totally against bringing a guy up, up early to save money. I think, I think that's wrong. You know, that's, that's absolutely wrong because if the kid can help you do some, win some games, but I think I've always been kind of fair-minded, you know, if, if, if your team's got no shot at this, you know, you know, an extra month or two seasoning, whatever it might be, I got you. But as long as it's not economics, you know, which is, which is hard because that, that, that plays a big part in everything. Um, now, if your team, but if your team, if you really think your team's got a chance, you look at the overall league or you, or you, you built this team to win or something like that. Now, I, yeah, I think you, I think you gamble more with them young guys. If they can, it doesn't mean they, they get, they come up and they're, they, they have to stick necessarily because most of them go down anyway. Mm-hmm. a time or two but if they can help you in the in the moment because that's the way you're built for this particular year then yeah i, I see nothing wrong with it you know I, I i do think this is one time where i think you need a pretty good consensus the people that know you know the kids and, and uh, are with them all the time because you just don't you know uh as managers and coaches at that particular level you you, you want everything right oh, yeah. but, but but yet you know you get if you get guys in the minor league system and things like that that have seen this guy and they say you know what you, know, you could probably you know, he's tearing this up, but you know what? He needs this or that. Then you got to put some stock in that, right? You know, for the, for the, for the top guys, but you know, if they're going to help you win, what's the name of the game is, you know, it's going to win. And, and, you know, if the real good ones, you know, if they come up a little early, it doesn't crush them. You know, how, how much interaction would you have with the minor league managers and coaches when you were with the big club? You know, it, uh, John, it, it, it depends, you know, who it was or, or uh, you know, uh, some years I, I uh, quite a bit, some years very little, you know, uh, usually, you know, it's, it's, you, a lot of stuff is run through the, the front offices and in the, a lot of times too, you get triple A managers are pissed off. You don't have them on the big league staff. Uh-huh. They're not trying to help <laughs> you anyway. <laughs> so uh, speaking of that, uh, do you ever see your back, uh, yourself back in a major league dugout? John, I would love to, that, you know, that's, that's, my, that's my goal. My dream, you know, I'm a time's ticking. I, I get it in the, you know, I kind of got, I think I, I kind of got a, a bum rap that I'm anti-analytics. No, I'm not anti-anything, I'm, I'm, but I don't get carried away like, you know, some people, do. you know, I mean, we, we, we were doing stuff before, you know, analytics really too. I mean, we remember we played Troy Gloss at shortstop. We had a fly ball pitcher on the mound, right? right. Things like that. And Batista leading off. So we, so not opposed to anything, but I think I've kind of got that, you know, I might've had some conflict with some front office people that, you know, and they, you know, I mean, they, 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 they work, it's out there like that, that you, you resist this or that in this day and age, you know, and I, I be honest with you, I don't think you get a job as a major league manager this day and age. If you're not a hundred percent say, Hey, you know what, we're going to dictate this, that, and, and then, and if, if you can't buy in that, if, if you're opposed to that, you, you think you need to make more of your own decision, you got no shot of getting a job. And, and so right at the moment, I think. So, so in that job interview, if they said that to you, you would say what? I'd say, well, I said, you know what I, I think is, is uh, not that it, because I've managed before, but if I can't make out a lineup, <laughs> you know what? Something's freaking wrong here. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I can, you know, uh, you know, I see it too now. And we, we, sometimes you juggle lineups, I don't get off on a different thing here. Sometimes you, you, you juggle lineups because things aren't working or, or maybe you don't, you don't have the firepower of the team, you know, one through nine or, or, or what have you. Sure. But 
one of the biggest complaints I always heard from guys, especially, you know, we had better plays. We change the lineup too much. You know, we can't do that. So, so, you know, when day to day, you got this guy in this, because it, you know, this, this number say this or that, I think it, maybe it's an excuse or whatever, but it gets in these guys' heads and it's, it's you know, they, they, it, drive, it drives them crazy and they use it as an alibi or, or whatever he goes, you know, if we leave hell, if we leave the lineup alone, we might hit, you know, well, we, we had, we left the lineup alone, but you weren't hitting then. So we're juggling, we're, we're trying something. So, so, so my, my, I guess my point is, you know, if, if it, if it's a, everything's a perfect science and these guys were robots and you were guaranteed a certain, certain outcome, if you did it this certain way, okay, but they're not. These are human beings. There's a human element. You can't forget that. How do you feel about days off? Every player gets days off now. Um, it's, um, uh, it, you know, again, Cal Ripken played 2,000 games in a row. Never got a day off. Now, okay, he was lucky he wasn't hurt. If a guy's hurt, I get that. But, again, the change in the game. Cal, there will be no more Cal Ripkins. No. That is, that is never going to happen. Playing 162 games, excuse me, in one season is almost going to be an impossibility, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you know Bob, it's, it's funny. And I was talking to somebody about this the other day. It used to be a badge of honor, man, if you could play every game in the season. Hell yeah. That's kind of what's expected of baseball. Yeah, baseball is a physical sport, but come on. You know, it's not like some of the other ones. Let's go. And, you know, guys accept the fact that they're going to, they got to play banged up. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's just part of it. That, that's just, you know, but you wanted, and if you're going to have a really big, big year, you needed to be out there. You know, you couldn't be taking days off, you know, and, and it's like, I can remember even like Jose Batista, you know, uh, Jose knew, expected to be in the lineup every year. Probably my number one player of all time as far as came to play every day. Didn't never want a day out. Because you know what? You know, Jose, he was going to maximize his career, right? That, that, that's a big part. Not only that, it, it, in the big league level, and fan, fans are paying to see, see certain players play, right? You know, okay, exactly. So what, what do you have to check a schedule? Is this guy's off this thing? No, because normally they're in the lineup every day, but they know when they get hurt. So, okay, maybe they might not go that day because they like, you know, this all-star player more than another. So I would think from an owner's perspective, you know, you, you say, wait a minute, you know, I'm paying this guy 20 million bucks a year and he, he's not, he, he can't go out there every day. See, I, I never understood that. And, you know, being, uh, you know, I was, a, I was a catcher, you know, in the minor leagues, I played damn near every day. So I, I know what the grind feels like, but you know what, you kind of, you kind of, train your brain and you just go out there and do it you know i mean what do they do they do that in hockey can they do that in hockey? <laughs> well that that's the famous well, line goaltenders i can tell you that they I mean, started it with goaltenders it's goaltending is oh, kind of getting oh, it's it's getting like pitching you know it's getting like pitching you don't you don't see guys you know you're not going to get 30 starts in the major leagues anymore or if you are you're not going to get six innings it's the same for goaltending now really i'll be good yeah. yeah. you know because i always viewed hockey you know, that's, I mean, you got to be a tough nut to play hockey. I don't care what, you know, it's, it's more so than the other sports, you know, football. Yeah, I, I get it. But there's something, something about these guys. And you know what? They're mentally tougher. Doesn't mean they were born that way necessarily, but you know what? It's, it was ingrained at a young age and that's what they, that's what they do. Same thing with baseball. These guys, you know, Hey, you know what? And I tell, I tell guys, if they're a little banged up, well, half ass at the first base, if you hit a, hit a ball, you know, they don't, you don't have to go hundred percent and blow your damn up if you're a little bit tight or sore. Just, you know, just be, be smart, but, you know, the team needs you out there and people come to see you play. Yeah. No, yeah. no, of course, obviously, if a guy's hurt, it, it, 
something that he, he plays that night and it, it injures it worse and he's done for a while. Yeah, that's common sense. But there's it's it's almost like not only that, one last thing. I know I'm rambling here. You know, some of these guys get on a roll, right? Let's say let's say a guy a guy's uh, got a hit hitting streak going on, right? Okay, DiMaggio. Okay, what, what, what was it? Was it fifty some games? What was fifty six? Fifty six. Okay, yeah. at game forty five. Okay, he's going to tell me he needs a day off. Because, you know, because <laughs> and, 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 uh, you know, there's some things. Some, the beauty of baseball that there's you get on these people get on these roles, whether yep. it's a pitcher or player. And you can't explain it. You try, you don't even. You, and people ask you about it. You, you, it's like a, uh, I'm not going to talk about this because I'll curse it, right? And so you take a day off. That may that may be just what screws up your nice little role you're on mm-hmm. because your timing on now your timing's right. gone. But some you know, yeah, it's nice. You know, it's not. I, I get it. Guys, guys get banged up and it, it, okay. But come on, this is it's baseball. <laughs> hey, uh, one more uh, one more question for me. So you talked earlier about uh, the year you played Kansas City and, and Kauf, how, how, how the Royals used Kauffman Stadium to their advantage. It was, you, you couldn't hit very many home runs in it, so it was lots of doubles, lots of singles. Was the Sky Dome ever a disadvantage for you? Was Rogers Center ever that building that said, man, this is not helping us? Well, you know what? I mean, the ball flies there, right? And so, and so you get the uh, – I mean, you could, I think you can get – bring the Royals in back then they're going to hit some home runs when they get to this place too. So they, they kind of, uh, well, I th- and I think we just, we geared our teams that way, you know, be, because of that, but it's like, uh, you know, I've been watching you know, a little bit of the Yankees now, right. They, you know, well, a lot of teams in baseball that, you know, they, they, they build them to, if everybody can hit home runs in the lineup, you know, what? wow, we love it. We love it. Okay. And, you know, but, but everybody goes cold at once or the, they're struggling. You still have to hit in uh, LeMahieu, right? The guy that was kind of the catalyst, get on base, yeah. do all that. You know, he was struggling earlier, I think. You know, so there's, there's a, uh, you can't build your team, to, you know, like when we talking about the, the, the dome there, you know, every, everybody can't be home run hitters there, even if it's a good place to hit home runs, because you know what? Uh, and there was, there was, a, there was a lot of times we hit a lot of solo home runs in some of the leaner years. Okay, yeah, that's that's great, but you know, if we had got a guy or two on base, you know, that might that might <laughs> be, that might turn into a win. I don't know. And when you would when you uh, when you and Paul would you in that time discuss uh, roof open, roof closed with uh, Godfrey? No, with well, Beeston. with Beeston, Beeston or Godfrey? Oh, oh, uh, you would no, you know what? The only time uh, the only time I ever talked to roof roof open, roof closed. With with uh, Beast, man, I love Beast. Is what it was. It was for Dicky, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, and it wasn't like it wasn't like uh, Paul was going, "Hey, should we leave it up?" We really go. We both we both kind of go. Are you kidding me with this? You know, really? Because because you well analytics. We're looking at analytics. It's say, well, when when he won his Cy Young and he was pitching for the Mets outdoors, right? Okay, so he's and he's been in here in Toronto, the, the only place that has a dome for a year, half year. How does he know if it does better than this and that? Because he won a Cy Young outdoors. So, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I thought, you know, there was a lot of alibi stuff in there, you know, and, and uh, so Paul and I would kind of laugh, you know, he, he get, you know, you know, if it, uh, if it was, if it was going to be raining and stuff like that, okay, you know, maybe there might be, but that's for the fans too. But if it was a temperature thing, no, nah, I can't, you can't, I don't, I don't think you let things dictate that. Now, if he's, now, if you've been at, 15 and 0 at one point said, Hey, can we leave that? I might, might've given it a little more stuff. 
Well, you know, you're my favorite manager of all time. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I ain't lying to you. Um, and, and, I, and I'll tell you, and I used to say this on the air all the time. And I don't know if you've heard me say this, but, but you know how I judge a manager? I judge a manager based on his decisions with his bullpen. And if I agree with the decision the manager makes, he's the best manager ever. And I, ag I agreed with you more than I agreed with anybody else. And I love the fact that you were never afraid to make that call that, well, let me ask you, let me put it in the form of a question. Don't you think you could tell when a guy didn't have it on a particular night and could tell probably five pitches in? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, so, there's no doubt. Get his ass out. Right. And, you know, there, there was, well, there was, there was times early on, I, you know, like you said, I, I, I could see that. But, you know, you wait too long, boom, now the game's out of hand. You know, that's, a, that's right. the thing about the thing about Major League Baseball, when I managed in the minor leagues, then the big leagues, things happen fast, man, in the big leagues. Mm. It, it just, just does. You know, and if you wait that one guy too long, you wait too long. Game's over. You know, boom, one, one shot, now the game swing. You're right. It, the, the game's over. So you, 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 you really got to you gotta be on your toes and, you, and you, you can't be afraid to, you know, yank somebody. And, but it goes back to, Bob, what we're talking about now. These guys – the bullpens get abused. That's just the nature of the game now. So you know what? They're 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 running off fumes. Hell in May, you know what? So there's going to be many times they go out there. They've got nothing, you know. And uh, <laughs> you know, so maybe maybe you take them out before you normally would. But you know, yeah, you could you could tell. Well, I think I think I speak for John. We'd love to see you back in a major league uniform, um, and uh, or at least a, at least a, a sweat top. Because well, whatever. Maybe yeah. never wore that darn uniform underneath. Super that, hey, I'm, a, I'm a super scout. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I just want to see one of the players that I like get signed. Right. There you go. <laughs> well, be good too. well, listen. Um, you know we love talking to you, and uh, we uh, really appreciate your time. Um, and hopefully we'll get a chance to do it again in not too distant future. Lots hey, of people miss you. Hey, I miss you guys, man. You've been uh, we miss you too. Here, you know, and uh, you guys stay safe. You too. Well, there's Gibby. I don't know if we had a technical issue there, but uh, we may have. If we did, we apologize. If we didn't, never mind. Uh, John, we Gibbons, didn't. We didn't. Former manager of the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, <laughs> on another note, before we go, yeah, uh, Vegas pulled a rabbit out of their hat last night oh, boy. and um, and beat the Montreal Canadiens to tie that series up at two two. But I don't have. Usually, you get you know. I don't know about you, but you get a feeling about momentum in a, in a series. Um, I don't have that feeling in this series. I think Vegas could come back and win game five. I think Montreal could come back and win game five. You got any kind of sense here? No. Um, to me, the biggest issue will be uh, how the Montreal defense uh, which has been so good in the Toronto series, so good in the Winnipeg series, so good at times in this series uh, controls play and, and, uh, but they're starting to get banged up, Bob. Shea Weber's a little banged up. Jeff Petrie's got a bad hand. You know, Ben Sherratt might be playing too many minutes. Uh, Edmondson has become a horse for this team. Uh, a lot of it's dictated from a Montreal perspective about how those big four defensemen are able to manage a team that really uh, Vegas has had a difficult time scoring. You well, know, their forwards have been virtually absent. In their well, do you know how many goals? They, so they played four four games in this series. Do you know how many goals they've scored in the whole series? Uh, I think the forwards have scored two. 
three now because Wa scored the overtime goal. Oh, right. Okay. But, but, but they've scored 10 goals in four games. Yeah. That's a, if you're, you know, this, this is, oh, a but team it is that, the playoffs. You know. I know, I know, but that's how good carry has been too. No, um, you're right. But Vegas has had trouble scoring all scoring year. goals and, and seven of those 10 goals have come from the, the defense. Seven goals. Uh, I know seven goals. I that's, that's a, that's a huge, huge issue for Vegas. I, you know, and, and then of course, Pete DeBoer goes and decides after the, the, the flurry gaff that he puts Robin Leonard in um, and, uh, and the big Panda pl- plays a great game in game four, a great game in game four. I know this is just opinion, but you, do you honestly think it was because of the, uh, the flurry gaff in, uh, in game four? I think Pete or DeBoer was, I, I think he was waiting for a mistake by flurry to put Leonard in Pete DeBoer is is a a Leonard fan. He is I'm not that's not to say that he dislikes Flurry, but Pete DeBoer believes in big goaltenders and and that philosophy and that style. All right. And and he's always he's I mean he was the one who pushed for them to get Leonard in the first place. And wow. then last year in the bubble, they they he remember remember Alan Walsh and the famous uh, knife through the back. Oh yeah. Um this is you know that Pete DeBoer and Robin Leonard are more uh, in sync than Pete DeBoer and Marc-Andre Fleury are in sync. All right. On the way out the door, look, here's the question. Who plays game five? Oh, no question. Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard, for sure. For sure. This, the, you know. I don't here, think here. it's for sure. Oh, I do. I, mean, I think he probably will. But I don't think, you know, Fleury made a gaffe. There's no doubt about sure it. Sure he did. It wound up costing them a game. Yeah. But... He has played very, very but, well. But but let me let me ask you this: if if uh, so, the other the other uh, Andre Vasilevsky is one of the nominees for the uh, uh, Vezina. Simeon Varlamov uh, in the other end of the ice for the Islanders isn't, but he's been very good. Carey Price. If Carey Price, Simeon Varlamov, or Andre Vasilevsky make a similar gaffe in their game, they don't one gaffe, do they get pulled? No. Hundred percent not. So so, this so this and I don't think that and I that's this why precipitated I, getting. Well, no, I. I mean, if you would listen to DeBoer after game, you don't. You sitting, don't honestly think if Carey Price did that, he sits on the bench the next game. No, I don't. So so why would you treat Mark Andre Fleury, who's had an outstanding playoff series? I don't like, have the answer you, to that. And, and and I think this is historical. It's, Pete DeBoer supports Robin Leonard from the beginning. We've talked well, about this 20 times, Bob, in the last 14 months. Well, I don't get it, and I still don't get it. Um, I think probably Leonard gets the, gets the call, but I, I think it should at least be a toss-up. So, here, so here's the dilemma, Coach. Yes. Leonard starts game five, for the sake of argument, loses in overtime. Loses in overtime. They go to Montreal for game six. Who are you playing? Well, it depends on whether he makes a gaffe or not. <laughs> I guess. I uh, guess. We're not going to answer this question because we, we can't. And nobody can except uh, DeBoer himself. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll see soon enough who gets the call for game five back in, uh, in Vegas. That's it for us. Again, thanks to Gibby for uh, John Shannon, Bob McCowan. Have yourselves a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.